You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and this is a special edition of the Valentine's Views podcast, as yours truly is in Indianapolis this week, covering the NFL Scouting Combine. And today was a really, really interesting day in Indianapolis from a New York Giants perspective. That because head coach Joe Judge and general manager Dave Gettleman were both available to media did sessions both publicly and then did side sessions uh, privately with New York area writers, including yours truly. A lot of interesting stuff came out of that. If you read uh, Big Blue View earlier today, you know that the most interesting thing that comes out of that is that Judge, hired six weeks ago, continues to not be willing to say the name of any player on the roster, including quarterback Daniel Jones, and that the Giants have intentionally or unintentionally sort of opened a can of worms here with the idea that they're not willing to say that Daniel Jones will be their quarterback in 2020. What, what do I make of that? Really, honestly, I, I think that they, the Giants have sort of, without meaning to do this, they've opened a can of worms that they didn't intend to open. I think that Joe Judge wants all of the players who report when the uh, off-season program opens in a few weeks to feel like they're playing for something, to feel like they haven't already earned anything, to feel like they have to compete for their jobs. And I get that. I appreciate that. I think that that is laudable. I think that's probably a good approach. And yet here with Daniel Jones, I'm not sure that that's exactly what they wanted to uh, wanted to accomplish here by opening a can of worms here where people can take the narrative that, well, maybe the new head coach doesn't believe in the quarterback that the Giants drafted with the sixth overall pick just a year ago, which of course would leave the Giants at the uh, at the fourth overall pick, perhaps in the market for a quarterback. I quite honestly don't believe that for a second, but it's just interesting that the Giants have kind of opened this uh, this, as I said, can of worms here. Something that I really don't think they intended to do, really didn't want to do. You know, Dave Gettleman said today that 
that if that's the perception people wanted to take from the way that uh, that he and Joe Judge were talking about Jones or not talking about Jones by refusing to use his name in Judge's case, that he couldn't help the fact that that would be the perception that, that people would take. And the, what I wrote today at Big Blue View was, yeah, they could help that perception by simply saying Daniel Jones is our starting quarterback. And uh, but but they're not willing to do that at this point. Honestly, I fully believe that Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback in 2020. I fully believe that the Giants believe he is the future. That they are committed to him. I just think that this is uh, this is sort of a, a narrative that they opened. You know, without intentionally, you know, trying to do that. A few other interesting things came out of of the remarks by Judge and Gettleman today, and one of those was that Dave Gettleman said that the Giants are quote open for business with the fourth overall pick in the draft, and open for business always is interpreted as meaning that we are willing to trade that pick. We're willing to trade down. That is something that Dave Gettleman in seven drafts as a general manager, five with the Carolina Panthers, two with the New York Giants, has never done. He admitted that it's something that uh, in with the coaches and other uh, general managers that he has worked with over the uh, the course of his career, something that, that most of those folks really didn't do very often, really wasn't a favorite sort of tactic of theirs. And so that I guess that's become sort of his DNA, that it's not his general approach to the way that, that he does things. He said there is always a fear when you trade down, that you trade down too far and you trade out of the group of players that you might be comfortable picking in, you know, in the first round or in the second round or whatever round you're trading down in. He said there is a danger. You have to be very careful about trading down. Yet he did admit that this particular year is a year where the draft is very deep. We know that there are a lot of offensive linemen, particularly tackles, a need area for the Giants who could go in the first half of the first round. Several defensive players who could go in the top 10. A couple of wide receivers who could go in the top 15. So there are options there are players who who could entice Gettleman, and he admitted as much, who could entice him to do something he's never done before, to trade down, to add some assets, to uh, to try to uh, to get some additional picks, to leverage that fourth pick, and, and get you know and and turn that into several picks who could help the Giants, uh, you know, as they try to continue to build this talent base. So anyway, one of the things that I want to do this week as we have uh, the opportunity to talk to so many folks uh, in Indianapolis is I want to bring you guys audio of some of what we hear. So what you're going to hear next are pieces of the interviews that both Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge did today in Indianapolis. Hope you enjoy them. So far this week, it's been a good productive week. We've been in offensive defense is arriving today we're working football 24 7 when we're not installing our schemes we're with the players evaluating workouts doing the formal and informal interviews 
it's been a productive week. Uh, you know, at this point, we're trying to get the flow for the new combine schedule. It's been good so far, and as it rolls, we'll let you know updates in terms of what we think about it. When teams don't have a franchise quarterback, they spend this time of year looking for one. So I know you don't want to talk about specific players, but what positions are we evaluating? No, do you no? Do you agree that you have a franchise quarterback? Do you feel that you do have a franchise quarterback? It's not going to be fair for me to go ahead and set expectations for any player on our roster at this point. Okay, I'm looking forward to getting them in and working through the spring and training camp and letting them establish their own identity and building around the, the players that show through competition that we can go ahead and improve. Every one of our players is going to come here with a blank slate and be able to compete from the ground up from day one. And I'm not going to establish any kind of status or hierarchy within the individual players or position groups by spending a month talking about individuals. That's important to me, and I want you guys to understand my reason for that. I can't tell everyone if they've got an equal slate and they show up on April 7th and I've spent a month talking about a specific player. Okay, everyone's got the same opportunity on a daily basis to compete. So I respect the question about the individuals. Trust me, we've analyzed everyone top to bottom, inside out. We've talked about it. Coaches, scouts, personnel, player development, team security. We're getting to know everything we can possibly know about who we have on our roster as well as everyone looking to bring in and join our roster as well. Uh, but my reason for not going into individual players at this point is it's important that our players understand the only thing that's going to be relevant is how they perform from day one moving forward, that the past is irrelevant. Look, we're going to let our players compete, and whoever the best player is going to be is going to be on the field. So I don't have any scenario on letting anybody sit down if they're the best player for the job at the time. I'm not trying to create some hypothetical scenario where I think there's a timetable for any of our guys to contribute. I don't care how old or young you are. I really don't. I don't care what your experience is before you got in our building. All that's relevant is can you help our team improve, and that's it. You don't want to create expectations for players that they get to go ahead and live up to. We're going to let them do that themselves with how they play and perform. You know, it, it's kind of like talking about injuries, you know, and you have to understand there's a reason why not to address injuries, and there's kind of two folds on this. You know, if I say Billy's got a hamstring and some expert out there says that's a four to six week injury, all right, when he doesn't come back till week seven or eight, Billy must not be tough. And then when Davey has a hamstring a few weeks later and they're completely separate injuries on different people and different medical grade, he comes back in three weeks. Well, he must be a lot tougher than Billy. So I don't want to create expectations out there that someone else has to live up to. Everybody's an individual case at all times, and we want to give them the respect to treat them as such and let them, you know, go ahead and work on what they do to improve as a player, to improve getting healthy to get back on the field. All right, and in terms of the evaluations publicly, I don't want to go out there and create a lot of expectations. Look, trust me, our players are going to have enough to come and improve. I promise you that. They're not walking into a cushy situation. They're going to come in, this is going to be very demanding, and we're going to expect a whole lot. So we're going to see on a daily basis who can meet those expectations. We have our own internal expectations. I promise you by the time they get to the questions you have, they're going to have already gone through the rigor in the building. Well, I think the biggest thing you look for on the field is smart players who can execute the assignment, who can play situationally aware, tough guys, physically and mentally tough. You know, can they do what's right for the team when it's not always what's right for them? And can they play through some discomfort? Uh, and you want guys that play fundamentally sound. There are aspects you're going to evaluate. You know, you look at the college game versus the pro game. For the most part, it's a different game, but athletes are athletes. And you have to evaluate what each guy is individually. There are things you can coach and teach, and there's things you can't coach and teach. I'm not going to coach them to be taller or really faster. Now, I can coach them to play faster by knowing their assignment better and anticipating what may come their way. But there's going to be certain traits that are critical factors that we have to identify in these players, whether it's a free agent joining our program or a college player that we may look to draft or sign as a free agent, uh, that regardless of their past, we have to know skill set-wise what we're getting. Everything's important. Nothing really overrides the other. I'd say right now, this time of year, 
you know, it's got to be paramount to get the players in. And that's doing our evaluations on our current roster, the free agents, the draft players. That's the biggest thing. It's, it's about the players. So you can draw up some magical scheme if you want to, but if you don't have the guys to run, it's not going to matter. So really the most important thing at this point is identifying and being able to add the right players to your team and developing the ones you already have. I'm not trying to compare myself to anybody else in terms of what they're looking for. I can tell you this, in terms of dealing with the college players, we've done as much research to this point as possible. And when we're here, it's very valuable to get the individual time with the players. However, it's a very limited window. You know, 18 minutes for a formal interview isn't very long. So we've got to find the right questions on each player individually going into it. Some guys maybe more football scheme. Some guys it's teach them something, see how they learn, have them regurgitate it back to us. Other guys maybe personality and character traits we've got to investigate. So we've got to do our homework on the front end, which the scouts have done a tremendous job for. As coaches, we've got, you know, brought up the, you know, brought currently on what we have to look into and with the guys that we have selected for these interview times, we've got to find out you know, the necessary information. So I don't know if I've got a magical question that's going to tell me something more about anybody else. I don't know what anyone else is asking. I just know it's important to us. Well, now, the only priority is to bring in good football players who meet the values and principles of the organization. But we're not trying to recreate anywhere we've been before. We have a lot of coaches with a lot of experience from different programs. We're interested in building the 2020 New York Giants not recreating any other program. I, I didn't try to hire anybody simply as being a former head coach. Um, the experience they gained within those roles has been beneficial. I'm sure it'll be more beneficial at different times throughout the season. But I think we all bring our own experience and expertise in our different areas. The biggest thing is that we can all boil it down and blend it and create an identity for the New York Giants. That it's not about what we did somewhere else or how well it may have been successful. It's what's best for this team going forward. Um, I've been very fortunate to hire the guys on my staff, trust me. Hiring a staff is not an easy thing to do. The most difficult thing to do is to be patient with it and make sure you hire the right guys. We took our time. I believe we have the right guys in place. You know, it's a unique situation when you have a new staff really kind of coming together at the same time, and you're not adding a single guy. You're adding an entire staff. Uh, the unique thing is all of our families are somewhere else. So we're at a apartment complex down the street from, you know, the stadium. And it's basically like a college dorm. Not that we're having toga parties, but just in terms of we're together all the time. We're commuting back and forth. We're constantly talking ball. We're in early. We're working late. You know, so this is a great time for us to build that camaraderie. <coughs> excuse me, that camaraderie and relationships that will carry us forward throughout the season. You know, one thing you got to remember is the football season is a long season. Okay, and once you come together, it's like a submarine. And when those doors close and you go underwater, it's just you and the team looking at each other on a daily basis. You have to establish, you know, throughout the spring and training camp who you are and the relationships you have that will carry you through the tough times. Because there's going to be a point where the outside's not so rosy. And right now it's all big expectations and a lot of positive light. There's going to be a point where on the outside it's very dark and gloomy. And you've got to make sure you have the trust in each other inside that you can get through those times. Well, you know, absolutely. We're open for business. You know, I, you know again, I'm good, I, whatever we do is going to be in our best interest. You know, trading back has its, its front. It has danger. You know, what happens if you trade back eight spots? You know, we're at four. Let's say we trade back to eight. There's only four players that we like. What if they're all gone? Now, now you know. Now what are you going to do? You're going to trade back again? You can trade yourself back out of good players. But to answer your question, um, you know, we're all... This is a really good player. You know, we just had our, just had our February meetings, and that's really the introductory. I mean, we had meetings in December, and February is the first real bite we take out. Okay? And there are a lot of high-graded players. 
I'll tell you that you know right up front. Um, I'm excited to you know to see where the board ends up, and uh, it's it's a pretty strong draft. It really is. Best player. You you want to use free agency, unrestricted free agency, to put yourself in a position so you can draft the best player. More often than not, when you draft for need, you're going to make a mistake. I've done a little bit of both. I brought veteran players in just to play, and I've you know had a couple of veteran players that I I knew real good things about that could be mentors. So you. You know, you do, you do the background work, and and you and you figure that piece out. We've listen. We've we've called vet. You know, we've had guys, uh, cap guys, call veteran players, and, and they had to call the agents, and the agents have said, "Oh, by the way, my guy isn't coming in to babysit anybody." Okay, that's fair. That's fine. I'm not mad. Offense scores points. Defense wins championships. That's the way it is. In the six, from what I ended, from what I'm told, in the six Super Bowl games where it was the number one offense against the number one defense, the number one defense is five and one. And I was on the wrong end of, a, of that stick in 15. So the bottom line is, you do, you know, it's, it's who's available, and, and you know. How you can get the best, you know, how you can make the best situation work. There's, you know, there's something, this is a throwing league, everybody tells me that. You guys are very happy to tell me that, okay, that it's a throwing league. Well, at the end of the day, you got to have a good back, a strong back end. And oh, by the way, if you have a strong back end, it helps your front end. The front end helps your back end. So it's, it, 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 it's complimentary football is what it is. You know, listen, you guys know, I, you know, I've, I've been involved with teams that had great pass rushers. I mean, I, my first pat, great pass rusher was Bruce Smith. I think he did pretty good. You know, so I see, I know what it looks like. But sometimes, you know, you do what you can. You know, you do, you do what you think is right. You know, the bottom line is, last time I checked, it's really difficult to complete a pass when you're on your back. I've done that study. So the bottom line is, it's really the front. It, you know, you, you you need to give the young kids, because our game is so different from what he's been doing since he was in high school, because high school shoot him up bang-bang football. All right, so since he's been there, you've got to give him a front that allows him to learn how to play the game. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed the audio. Hope you enjoy the uh, the coverage that we're providing from Indianapolis and from uh you know, from our normal staff contributors as we give you everything we possibly can regarding the, the combine, regarding the NFL draft, regarding upcoming free agency. You know, stick with us the rest of the week. We're probably going to try to get you podcasts each night if we can. Here from Indianapolis, I'll be, uh, I'll be in Indianapolis until Friday morning. So look for podcasts Wednesday night and Thursday night. I will uh, I will try to get those to you both nights uh, as well with and again perhaps with some audio uh, from uh, players that I get a chance to uh, to talk to and obviously you know some of my impressions of some of the folks that uh, that I speak with. So as always Giants fans, thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, 
fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.